Been a hot minute since we've been on the pod. Sure has, Steph. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you need to share, clear, you know, kick it off for us? It feels really good to be back after the summer. Mm-hmm. I know we're already like September, we're in it. And I feel really incredible. I feel refreshed, happy to wake up every day and take on the day. Mm-hmm. And also balance so that I can handle what's coming. So I think that would be my clearing. Beautiful. Yeah. My clearing is that during the summer months, in fact, I moved to a new little home in the woods and my internet is sometimes not stable. And so this means take twos at different points in time. In fact, the internet provider had to come and install a phone cable. I feel like I'm on dial up mm-hmm. and that has made for a remembering of what life used to be not that long ago. Like in our lifetime, we used to have home phones. Well, I was talking to, so I live in Coast Salish, Tsleil-Waututh territories, and I was talking to an elder and we were talking about, this was last year, Steph, and we had a great conversation. It was at the height of of the pandemic and we were talking about Zooming and I'm mindful that dial up is still a thing for many people right now. You know, Seth, that's so beautiful because it is a thing. Like I'm not that far out of Vancouver city proper and I am part of the majority of British Columbia. And that I think is what we forget. Like this is what I think about friends who lived in Mexico last year. It wasn't long ago and they work on a computer and their biggest challenge every day was, will I have Wi-Fi or how am I going to do my work? So I know different right. parts of the world that's real. Yeah. And we're just so used to having such clear Wi-Fi right now. Yeah. Things you take for granted. I share that to just ask for your grace and also to share love to our beautiful editor, Lily, who helps correct the moments that the internet goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Well, I am excited to riff on a special topic. It feels like if it's trending on TikTok, it's trending in real life. I want to acknowledge this might be more or less in North America. I don't know if we're really seeing this around the world per se right now. Yet, I do think with great confidence we can share quiet quitting is a trending term that is very alive and well. And you and I have both done lots of reading. We've riffed and jammed on this topic to a point that we said, let's hit record and share some perspective on the topic with varying, varying perspectives. So I want us to come at this in agreeance, in perhaps rebuttals to one another as well to be sure that we wrap the podcast with ideas and solutions. And it feels like one of the first trends I would love to end. I would love to stop. How do we put an end to quiet quitting? So that's the spoiler of where I hope the podcast ends. And yet let's start with right off the top, your thoughts and perspective on the new trend called quiet quitting. Thank you, Steph. I mean, I love that this has come up and that we've talked about it. And I have a unique perspective 
our friend and consultant, Allie Fillmore has called me an optimist. You know, I would never call myself an optimist. Like I would never label me as that. And when I do think of words and energy that hinders us, that like drags us down in the world, I do like to challenge myself and change my mindset to go What's the opposite of that? Like, how can I be not okay and also thrive, right? Not hiding the not okay. And I guess my original thought with this quiet quitting is I hope people love their lives Mm -hmm. and are not holding their breath during the day to go home and then love their lives. I hope Mm -hmm. every minute is spent loving their lives. The other Mm -hmm. side of what I was thinking is that I think it's no longer great to ask people to go above and beyond, Mm. right? Because that is what, when people overexert, I think that people doing their best and meeting expectations is so great. I think meeting expectations is called doing your job, Mm. doing it the best you can, putting all in. You don't have to go above and beyond to show someone else that you truly care. I think caring is just showing up. Mm. Caring is just showing up. You know, it's no joke that you are a resident yoga teacher as well. And you had a great analogy with meet expectations and how we bring that onto the mat. So how would you also take the notion of doing your job or meeting expectations as it relates to one's yoga practice? As you know, when I teach (laughs) yoga, I say, always go to the place where you're present. So if you're tuning out and doing a, you know, warrior two, where one leg is bent, one leg is stretched out long and your arms are out and you're just sitting there waiting till we move on. That's not really called doing your best. So what I like to say is that always be in the pose and see where you want to go deeper, but also see where you need to hold back. Cause that could be challenging, not mm. always over exerting yourself. And in work, sometimes we do overexert to what would others think if I left on time? Like who has thought that before? Probably a lot of people would be raising their hand. What would it look like if I left on time? Yeah. Yeah. When you, when we were talking about this and you brought in yoga, it really resonated for me because I needed an example that was outside of how we have been so conditioned which is how to do your job, your relationship with 5 p.m., your relationship with a job description or a parameter. And as soon as you took me into my physical body and said that every day, if I'm doing my best, my poses can look radically different. How my body will be at the beginning of class to the end of class is totally different. And you don't sit and say, you did a sub optimal job in class today, Steph, you may or may not be invited back to the next class. (laughs) And you don't give a flying hoot if my hands do or don't touch the ground one day. And if that would mean going above and beyond, it's completely irrelevant to my next experience, my next pose for that matter. And so I think it's important that we acknowledge taking an example out of context Mm -hmm. and then how does it make our brain think about something? And then when we bring it back into context, you talk about something as simple as leaving work on time. Yeah. How have we celebrated the overachiever, the overworker? I mean, there's even rewards for the people that have gone above and beyond. Yeah. It's like, where's the reward for the person that's just done a great job at their job as we acknowledged. And I read a really interesting stat and I'm going to get it slightly wrong, like plus or minus 0.2 on average, people are spending about three hours 
doing work every day. And the rest of the time is spent filling in, talking to loved ones, researching whatever they'd like on social media. Three hours is quiet quitting. And it's them saying, I'm going to put in not even the bare minimum. Like it's, they've quit. They've given up on their job and wants to say, I'm going to put three hours in because I have felt this enormous wave that if I don't go above and beyond, then I haven't done a good job. And in their backlash is I don't want to quit out loud. I don't want to properly quit. I can hang on by doing this. And I think my favorite article was was written by Harvard Business Review that said, quiet quitting is a bad manager's problem, not the employee. And that really struck home because we talk so often about managers. And so as a people manager yourself and how you have been for so long, how do you respond to that? What are your thoughts on people managing or managing the people that are quite quitters? So first, everyone has choice to show up and we do work a lot and let people know that people leave managers, not the jobs. And what I want you to know is that when I coach people and they have less enthusiasm to get to work, I say, you know, what values are waking you up in the morning and getting you out Mm. of bed. And so I do think that sometimes we're in this place where we feel stuck as human beings and looking for someone to inspire us, to share the vision of the company, to share the values. If we're not connected to our own personal values and know what we're doing and why we're doing it for ourselves, it's really challenging to put that on someone else. So I agree with the article that it can be about the manager. I do think that managers need to know the why and their personal values and the company goals and communicate it clearly so people can live into their purpose of why they're showing up. Mm -hmm. I think it's everyone's responsibility to show up and go, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Why Mm -hmm. am I here? What drives me? And Mm -hmm. so I think it's our responsibility to know why we're Mm -hmm. waking up. And then Mm -hmm. if we don't like something, if we don't feel like our values are alive or our purpose is there, then it's up to us to go and seek, you know, the support or ask those questions or even just talk about it. Mm -hmm. You've done many beautiful things. And I'm going to line these dominoes up. You've done a beautiful job of showing us what living in choice looks like full stop. You talk about it, you live it, you preach it. So we have that by example. You've done a beautiful job of bringing all background conversations to the forefront. So if there's something going on in the back of your brain and the bottom of your heart, you bring it up and we can trust that you bring it up so much so that if it comes up on a Friday afternoon, I trust that by Saturday morning, I'd hear from you about it. You wouldn't even wait until Monday morning. It's just, there's no time like now. And then thirdly, you create the space for other people to therefore do that themselves. And that I think is the missing link with managers, because when I read the article like this, it's like, what rock are you under? Like, what tree are you under to not see that someone is not thrilled with their work right now? And so the notion of quiet quitting is like the ultimate background conversation. How are we not in the conversation of, I'm frustrated. I feel overworked. You know, we could riff on performance reviews. I got a performance review that says meet expectations and how maybe it's even past version of you or present. If you were to get a performance review that says meet expectations, how would you interpret that? Well, you know, I thought about that 
because it's probably around the time where performance reviews are happening. You know, in the past, if I got a meet expectation, it could be a little disheartening. You know, you can look at all the stats and go, here's what I've only shown you that I've like actually excelled in every area of my job. And in your interpretation of what I've done for you, it's a meet expectation that could also lead people to not getting the bonuses or the raises or the, so there's so many factors tied into that. And then you go home and you can feel mediocre. And so meets expectation in the past has been mediocre. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, holy smokes, you're meeting expectations of your job description. Can we like celebrate that? Yes. Yes. And just for context or rebuttal, can you redefine mediocre? Like what would truly be mediocrity? Well, I think that in the past, this is what the mindset for me could have been. And now I'm looking at it here going, no, 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 let's just all call it great. You're doing your job back then. It's like, if you were doing your job, that's just not good enough. Mm. Everyone, the, I think the big vibe out there, let's say a decade ago, maybe in business, I don't even know, maybe, maybe it was last year mm. is innovation that used to come up mm. a lot. And mm. so if people weren't innovating in their jobs, meaning creating something that didn't exist or seen it in a whole new way, which a lot of people don't think that way, it's just not their strengths, then you weren't as good as someone else. Right. So doing your job back then was looked at as just getting by. Right. Yeah. And isn't that the job that you signed up for? Absolutely. And to your point, whether it was a year ago or 10 years ago, we have hit a cycle where mental health has never been higher off the charts, where labor shortages are an enormous conversation, unemployment rates and people actually not even looking for work is very, very high. And we also have a stat that I believe it's in the next 12 to 24 months, 84% of the population will be looking for a new job. So I think that there is something to be said around we've done it one way. And if the current status of employment doesn't say to us something has to change, I don't know what it will take. Like the train is already about to implode off the tracks and we're still wondering why quiet quitting is trending right so it's like don't wait for the fire to incur just acknowledge the train is going off the tracks what can we do about this and meeting expectations you mentioned it could allude to performance reviews or performance evaluations which is a perfect time if people are on an annual cycle to be challenging the conversation that says, if I am doing my job, if I'm checking the boxes that you have hired me for, because that's how it works, there's a job, there's a set of expectations. If we are meeting those expectations, how will you celebrate me? Yeah. How will you celebrate me? Wouldn't that be cool? Like my mind in this work with, as you're saying it, I'm like, wow, my mind is trying to shift to that. I see it like I'm not a runner and I've been running. You are a runner. So I see it like this. Imagine if the goal, your job was to run a 10 K and you didn't get celebrated. If you did it, you only got celebrated if you did a 20 K and that wasn't even part of the goal. Yeah. It wasn't even spoken about. Right. However, at the 10 K you get a meh. 
that's how I see it. Right. It's like, no way we signed up for the 10 K. Yeah. And so when we cross the 10 K finish line, celebrate me. And you know what? I'm like, and let's just all celebrate ourselves. I just want us to shift that into like, totally. If you do what you say you're going to do, that's so excellent. Oh, Sus, it's so excellent. So, so excellent. The next piece though, that feels really important is a question for yourself because you've posed it that way so beautifully. Also one for your manager, which says, can I do this job and still love every moment of my life? Mm -hmm. And that might look so different for so many people that might look like, I don't want to start work before 10 AM. These things are important to me. Can I still do the job for you? Don't hold it against me that I haven't started until 10 a.m. Know that I'm here to do the work. Will these conditions work for me? Or I used to say parents, and now as a dog owner, I'm like, no, let's just talk about anyone who's caring for anyone or anything. Well, also self, anyone, everyone, right? Because people, yeah, self. Thank you. Like we take ourselves out of the equation. That says, I care about myself, my little people, my aging parents, my puppy. And these are the pieces that I want to include in my life. And it does not take away from the fact that I want to do a great job at my job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everything has come at the cost of, and you know, when we first started talking about and being the future, and then we said, oh, we're already there. Everyone's living the and when we, we really dive into quiet quitting, I don't know that we are living the and completely or rather accepting the and mm-hmm. because now we're at this stage where it's like a known fact that people are going to be looking for new jobs and they're staying in jobs working at, let's call it, if the expectation was six or eight hours a day and they're doing three, they're clearly aware that they're not doing the desired outcome and they aren't in conversation about it. So there we go into Cess the coach to say, so what do we do? What do we do if you're in a job and you're quietly quitting? And what do we do as a manager that is managing the current economy, the current landscape of quiet quitters? What is your coaching prompt, your coaching advice for these folks, Cess? So for managers, I do think we've created the most, and I, this isn't a pitch and you didn't set me up. I will just say that manager essentials program is a 12 week program. And that gives managers all the tools they need. And this could be managers who have been managing for 25 years. It awakens this new perspective around your people, around yourself. So that is the best tool for managers and just having a conversation about it. I think the managers that step forward and go, I think my people are resigned in this job and they're showing up. What do I do? Like seeking conversation and support is the best thing. Now for people who are in that space, the people that we're talking about in these articles, I guess the quiet quitting, I just want to say good job because Mm -hmm. sometimes we're so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to not leave things like to stay in and quietly quit. Like that would be really tough. So Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is all managers might not be open to the conversation. So I would never say, go tell people like, no, there's so many different people in this world. I would say though, just write down a list of like, what would bring you joy? What do you want? Mm -hmm. What is it time for? Right. What do you need? 
just to start bringing some presence to what you're doing. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Write the list of what is bringing you joy, write the list of where you can be more present. You can come back to the present. Perhaps you add in there gratitude. It's a perfect time that we plug or go and buy the journey inward journal and open it to any page and just stay in your journaling thoughts in your flow. And I want to honor that your perspective is sharing is celebrating that something radical needs to change. And the radical piece is that people are quitting on the overachievement. And I just want to make sure that we plug that you don't ever quit on yourself, that you don't quit on your goals, on your dreams. You don't quit on the things that do bring you joy. And to just share that there's a time when it is hard to quit. Sess, to your point, like going to a manager to quit is hard. Mm -hmm. And I want to share that what we need are people to stand up and quit right now. The opposite of quietly quitting is quitting out loud because you will carry this with you to your next role, or you will carry with you and start to build a sense of resentment that you might not love. And so if you can't have a powerful conversation for all of the reasons that we honor and respect, I would also just pose the question of what would it look like if you did quit and how would that make you feel and make your life feel. I just love that you go there. Like you just are bold and you go there. I just love it. I do know that we're here to support you because we've created these sessions called job seeking advising with Lana Mm. and she's such an expert. So I I do know that people need support and that life is real. So sometimes the fear is on the other end of quitting. So Lana is your gal and she can help you with talking through your resume. And also I think we just, me and you really deeply care in our whole team about people loving their lives and renovating what's possible. So every minute is just so precious. Gosh, you know, I feel like this might need to be in the notes, the prompts as to how to have the tough conversations around quietly quitting and if we exist to help renovate the tough moments in your life, and right now is a tough moment as it relates to work, how can we help? And what we will not do is sugarcoat or add sprinkles to a shit sandwich. And we will help you have the tough conversations, you know, in whatever way. And we honor, there's a blog post about this. Quitting is not easy. It's not easy to quit. I honor that it's hard on every level. So I appreciate this conversation. I hope it resonates with just one person. And if anyone has feedback for us or thoughts on this trend, we would love to hear from you. It is something that is definitely near and dear to us. With that, Sess, I think we wrap it in a bow. And I'm coming back to our old question, which is, would you share what's making your heart beat faster right now? Yes. Mm, Right now, I think it's running. Yes. (laughs) In all senses, you know, I love it running. Well, I love this because what I would share is coming to my mat Monday and Friday mornings to (laughs) practice yoga with you where, you know, I've been nursing a bit of an injury and I am seeing my body respond and it makes my heart so happy. And that's all I can say is like yoga might save our lives. And I'm here for that. Running. I don't know about running. (laughs) 
I love it. Oh, thanks, thanks Steph. Steph.